At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour two of the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside former Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback and Super Bowl champion Sean King. I am Tim Murray, and uh, today is a day that I think Sean is pretty excited about. We've been breaking down teams division by division, and we wrap up the NFC South today with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl just a couple years ago. Won the division last year, and uh, no one knows this team better than our next guest, Greg Allman, who joins us at Greg A-U-M-A-N on Twitter. Uh, he covers the Bucks for The Athletic. Greg, uh, so many things to hit on when it comes uh, to this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. I will start with the head coach. Todd Bowles steps in after Bruce Arian steps down. Byron Leftwich still in charge of the offense. You know, we talked about the Saints just a couple days ago and their situation uh, with Sean Payton stepping down and a similar situation unfolding with Allen taking over. What is your expectations of change inside the organization with Bowles elevated to head coach and Bruce Arians no longer the head coach? I know he'll still obviously be around. Yeah, I would say almost as like a little change, as seamless a transition as you can really have. Uh, with a new head coach, you know, I mean, Bowles ran the defense. He'll still run the defense here. Byron left, which called the offense. He'll still call the offense here. Um, you know, I mean, Todd Bowles is his work with Bruce Arians going back to like 1983. So those two, you know, I mean, I think there's going to be differences. And I think the personality of the head coach changes, but I don't think that much changes about the identity of the team. Um, you know, there's a decent amount of personnel back as well. So this should, you know, look and feel a lot like last year's box. I think they hope to be healthier. Um, you know, there might be little things that are different. I mean, I think Bowles, by his nature, is a, is a pretty aggressive coach, but you, you would have said the same thing about, about Bruce Arian. So I, I don't know that we'll see a marked difference uh, in who they are. You know, for me, it's more about personnel, Greg. I think uh, Todd Bowles will do a great job. I thought he did a job worthy of keeping his job with the Jets. So it's not as much of a head coaching situation. Let's start on offense with the offensive line. Uh, lost both starting guards. I know they acquired Shaq Mason. What's your outlook on how that offensive line is going to mesh 
and gel together because the last time we saw them in the playoffs versus the Rams, they were abysmal. Yeah, I mean, they played that Rams game, you know, without Tristan Wirfs. So you're mm-hmm. down a tackle uh, with their center, Ryan Jensen, dinged up pretty bad. So they weren't necessarily at full strength. Um, I think they'll be fine. I mean, I mean, they were, you know, had the fewest sacks allowed in the NFL last year. I think the best sack percentage of any season in Brady's career, um, which is a huge thing. If you have a 44-year-old quarterback, 45 this fall, you got to keep him upright. You got to keep the the hits to a minimum. So, like you said, bringing in Shaq Mason, um, I think you know he could have very easily be an upgrade on Alex Kappa at right guard. Um, they lose Ali Marpet to retirement, probably a, a surprising retirement at 28. Uh, that's a little bit more of a question mark. Um, they drafted a, a kid named Luke Gedicke uh, out of Central Michigan in the second round. He'll probably be the starter there. They have a, a veteran who's back who started the Super Bowl for him uh, in Aaron Stinney. He could be a starter, could be a stopgap until the rookie's ready. But I think they'd like to have that rookie as the starter there. And then, you know, both tackles are back and Donovan Smith, Tristan Wirfs, Ryan Jensen's coming off the Pro Bowl year. They brought him back, uh, paid him well to, to come back as, as Brady Center for one more year. Um, he's on a three-year deal. So, no, I think the offensive line should continue to be, you know, one of the stronger parts of this team. You know, well, you look at running back, and uh, Rashad White, I actually had him rated as the second best running back in this draft behind only Iowa State's Brees Hall, who went to the Jets. What have been the early evaluations of the rookie running back? Good. I mean, the spring ball, I mean, it's hard because there's not a lot of contact. But I think in terms of picking things up, in terms of showing – uh, a quick read, able to, you know, understand this offense. I think they've been very pleased with him. I mean, this is, you know, Fournette got $7 million a year. So, I mean, he's going to be your primary back. He's going to be uh, what he was last year. I guess it doesn't come off the field very much. But I think Rashad White could really easily be their number two running back in a hurry. Um, they have Keyshawn Vaughn back in his third year. They have Gio Bernard back as a vet. Um, but I think, you know, it wouldn't, as long as, as long as Rashad White can pick up pass protection, can earn the trust of the coaches and Brady to be able to pick up blitzes and be in the right place and not have a costly missed assignment there, I think he can step in and do both. I think he can get ahead of Keyshawn Vaughn to kind of be the primary back every third or fourth series when Fournette needs a spell. And I think he can step in, as Bernard did, as a pass catching back. I mean, Fournette does that well. He had like 70 catches last year. But uh, in a hurry up, I think he would do well there. I mean, I think they like that he can do a little bit of everything. He might help them on special teams some. Um, third round pick in a running back, you know, that, I think you have expectations of really being able to help and, and add some depth to, to this offensive attack. Yeah, I hope they give him some run because uh, that backfield, even though Fournette's been serviceable, is, it lacks explosiveness. It lacks a guy that kind of scares a right. defense. Having said that, they did bring what I think was a quiet addition, but a very important addition in Russell Gage. You think about Rob Gronkowski announcing that he's retiring. Also, Chris Godwin's coming off of, I think it's ACL surgery, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Russell Gage yeah. really you know, provides a, a weapon at receiver that has experience that's produced in this league. Uh, first of all, how is Chris coming off the injury? And secondly, how has Russell's uh, adjustment been so far? Yeah, Chris Godwin's still a little bit of an unknown. Um, I think there's an optimism that he'd be able to come back, practice in camp, be there in week one. Um, I I don't think it's a certainty at all, but I think there's definitely a a hope that he can be there from the start. I mean, the Bucs have a ridiculously hard first month of the season. They're at Dallas, at New Orleans. uh, Chiefs and Packers are their first four. I mean, you could use – you want to be at full strength for those first four games. Um, Russell Gage, they're, they're thrilled with. I mean, to give a guy $10 million a year to be your number three receiver, uh, I think they're definitely counting on him, you know, being a, you know, playing like a number two receiver. I mean, I think with Gronk not there, they still could sign another tight end. But I think they're more naturally going to be a three receiver look than double tight end. I think that's kind of their, their default set now on offense. Um, and if you've got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin to occupy defenders, that, that's going to leave Russell Gage open. Um, you know, he's a guy who's never had more than four touchdowns in a season. I think he can surpass that easily this year and really be a big part of things, uh, whether Godwin is good to go week one or not. Uh, as we move to the other side of the ball, and we have Greg Allman here from Tampa, they lost two big names in uh, Dominican Sue and Jason Pierre-Paul. Vita Vea, they drafted. He had the most sacks he's had in a season last year in four. Joe Tryon, who I think was early second or late first-round pick, two years ago, are those two guys ready to step up and replace not just the experience, but, but the consistent production of Indomitian Sue and Jason Pierre-Paul? 
Yeah, it's a big challenge because, I mean, those were two of the steadiest veteran leaders on that front seven. Um, so, I mean, Joe Tryon, you know, has been a starter, has kind of stepped in only when Big Duty was hurt, and they're going to count on him in a big way. Um, you know, Logan Hall, their their highest draft pick, their second-round pick, will help on defensive line. Akeem Hicks is very much a, a Sioux-like presence. It's just a massive guy that's going to help you against the run, can get to the quarterback. You mentioned Vita Vea. I mean, obviously him being healthy in the middle of that defensive line is a huge part of things. So, no, I, I think they lose uh, kind of the veteran presence. You know, I mean, Sue's 35, JPP, I think, is 33. Uh, and it's tough because you're replacing those guys. You know, Hicks is a little bit younger. But they're, they're counting on Joe Tryon, Shoyinka, really being able to step up and handle a starting role, um, you know, and, and being a guy that, you know, they need to be able to kind of do everything JPP did. I mean, Jason Paul wasn't just a sack guy. I mean, he was a guy that was, you know, a solid tackler, helped you in the run game. Um, they're counting on, you know, by letting JPP – go and not bringing him back. That says a lot about what they think about Joe Tryon. We'll talk once again to Greg Allman, who uh, covers the Buccaneers for The Athletic. What, we're eight minutes into this interview, and have we have we mentioned the quarterback? <laughs> well, I think he's <laughs> pretty stable. <laughs> well, let's, let's get to the quarterback, Tom Brady. Uh, statistically, uh, one of the best years of his career last year, over 5,000 yards passing, 43 touchdowns. He did have 12 picks. Uh, retires that quickly says, ah, I'm coming back. So, Greg, uh, what were the offseason activities like with Tom? And, you know, he's defied every inch of logic uh, imaginable. So, for you, who've covered this team, you know, forever and been in this league for a long time, any reason to expect any sort of drop-off from Tom Brady at production at quarterback? Not really. Yeah. I mean, he, he's like you said, I mean, it's, I'm sure people have been calling for it and expecting it guarding against it for probably 10 years now. Um, he turns 45 next month. You know, it's one of those where you know, to do what he did last year at 44, um, at some point you'll see a drop off. I'm sure. I mean, but as long as he stays healthy, um, you know, I mean, he did what he did last year without Rob Gronkowski for six games and without Chris Godwin for big chunks of the season. Uh, with offensive line injuries, with with other limitations. So I think um, it's possible, you know, he's going to have a better cast to throw to minus Gronkowski. I think I think the running game will be better. I think receivers will be deeper. Um, he doesn't have Rob Gronkowski. That's something that he, you know, except for one year, hasn't really had to deal with that. So I think that's, that's probably a little bit of a question mark in terms of finding someone else he trusts on third down and in the red zone and the end zone. Uh, but no, as long as he's healthy, I think he's he's very much in play for, Again, you don't want to say 5,000 yards, but 4,000 yards, 35, 40 touchdowns, that'll, that'll get it done. Hey, Greg, we got 30 seconds. What is your prediction? I know it's early. Uh, the win total in Vegas is 11.5. What do you see from this Bucks team this year? I, I think they can top that. Not, not by much. This is a, a nasty schedule. But 12-5 and five seems very reasonable. Um, I think they win the NFC South. Um, I don't think, I mean, New Orleans has absolutely had their number the last three years, but I think they can finish with more wins and win that easily. And then it's just a matter of, you know, are you going to Green Bay? Are you going to the Rams? Mm -hmm. uh, they're going to get some familiar faces in the postseason, but exciting to think what's ahead for them. Greg, great stuff as great always. Stuff, we appreciate G. it. All right, guys. Thanks again. Have a good one. There he is. Greg Allman covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the Athletic. We continue our summer conditioning Get Sean's thoughts on his former team on the other side. It's the nightcap. Here on At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com Heineken. Now to start your run at victory, Heineken beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions. Other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. For details, drink responsibly. Alongside Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. We're talking about Sean's former team, number 10 in your hearts there. I guess number one in your hearts, right? Number 10 in your playbooks. I I messed it up. Program, I messed it up. (laughs) Uh, I'm flustered. Corbin Burns, no strikeouts last inning. Two strikes. I really thought we'd get one there to end the inning. Yeah, we gets probably a, got a strikeout the side in one we of these. Need, we need one yeah. of those. The good thing is his pitch count is only at 62. Yeah. The and bad Carlo, thing is we've had two opportunities to get strikeouts. We could be sitting at seven. Yeah. You know, well, going, we're going the Jock into the Peterson fifth. one hurt. Yeah, and that one. Yeah. By the way, so if you're wondering what we're talking about, the Stationwide baseball pentathlon coming down to the prop bet tonight, and uh, we had to shoot for the moon, go for the big big score. Corbin Burns eleven strikeouts or more, and the Brewers win. It's two to one after four. Corbin Burns has five strikeouts, so yeah, we need a big inning. The good news is, Sean, uh, while the Brewers have really been unable to, except for my guy Andrew McCutcheon mm-hmm. with a sack fly, been unable to come through. With runners on in uh, in scoring position, one for six tonight. They have gotten the pitch count up on Carlos Rodon, so if we can get him out of this game, yeah, he's at eighty-one. Yeah, they've had some long innings here, so uh, a short inning wouldn't be great uh, for the Brewers. So uh, we're keeping tabs on that, but uh, we we need some help here. We need some strikeouts and fast, and I need some runs. I'm going to extra innings in the Astros Angels game. It's tied at two-two. Astros are the visiting team. I have Astros run line. So can we please put up a four spot? Top of the 10th. That'd be tremendous. Um, I want to get to a question. Did you? Can you root for my bet? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. I'm in on you. Okay. There we go. go Astros. Now we can move on. Run line or? Run line. Ooh, okay. Yeah. But extra innings are on the road. All right. Uh, update on our guy, Luca. I don't know. He's not, uh, he's not getting much burn tonight. I don't like it. Only 14 minutes. Sometimes that's a good thing later in summer league. Nine points, four rebounds. Yeah, but he's trying to impress other teams. Well, maybe out he's there. already proven himself. I hope so. Yeah, look at the optimistic side of it. All right. Yeah. Team Luca. Mm-hmm. Or Team Luca, Team Wieskamp, or Team McCaffrey. Absolutely. All Iowa all the time. We need to get some Iowa gear. Yeah, I'm working on that. You know what I want to do? Do you think we could work it out? I don't know if we'd be allowed. 
Can we get a two-lane helmet on the set here? Look pretty sharp. Bro. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Call up your guys. Yeah. When you go down there for your uh, induction. Yeah. By the way, very cool uh, tweet today from Tulane Football. I saw very that. Very well done. Yeah, I Someone, appreciate Someone's it. asking you to be their offensive coordinator, and I said, no way. He's mine. <laughs> no. Yeah, I had to alert Bill AD. You're trying yeah. to suppress my market value. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, by the way, Sean is the only person in the world who I give him a compliment, say, no way. We love him. We're not getting rid of him. And so I wasn't saying it like, you know, I didn't appreciate it. I was trying to strategically let's, let's. <laughs> oh, is that your, that yeah. was your boy who tweeted that. Yeah, and then yeah. you got to bring it to the, the uh, higher ups. Hey, look, uh, yeah, let's, let's oh. create, you know, a, a yin and a yang <laughs> here. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but no, Sean is uh, getting inducted. Uh, I'm happy. Two weeks from Saturday. And yeah, my kids have never been to Tulane. Really? Yeah, so we'll take them over there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That'll be really cool. That'll be cool for you. Can't wait to see those pictures. I'm excited. See the speech? Looking for is, is there a speech? So there's not like oh, a, a, a full speech. The way they do it is uh, Roe Brown, long-term journalist there in New Orleans. They do like a Q&A. Mm, that'd be cool. Yeah, so. Very cool. All right, so Sean, uh, Greater New Orleans. Hall I had one prepared, though. Did oh, you? Yeah, I'm I sure was, you did. Woo. You're going to cry? They're, no, they were going to let me. Mayor of New Orleans. Were you gonna go? Uh, were you gonna go, Jordan? Start talking crap about your like high school nah, football nah, coach? Nah, nah, nah. I'm keeping classy, man. My mom's gonna be in attendance. Yeah, I might have took a shot at the Heisman voters. But yeah, no one in New Orleans. Tenth and ninety. No one. No one in New Orleans. I don't know what's more outrageous, Sean, that you were tenth in the Heisman in '98, or that you didn't win oh, CUSA. Yeah, the CUSA Player does. of the Year. It's ridiculous. By the way, Carlos Rodon has now struck out two in this inning. He has got seven sorry. strikeouts. Um, I probably would feel better if we were Chris, taking Rodon and uh, Chris Redman. Oh, we need to get we need to get Rodon out of. He's this. also at seven strikeouts. All right, uh, we uh, we're talking Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and uh, the curious question. I know you responded to it on Twitter, but I want to read it out. Uh, you can always tweet us mm-hmm. at Real Sean King at One Tim Murray and uh, Ian McDonald, who's a, a loyal listener. We always appreciate his uh, his tweets and his his uh, interaction with the show. He said. Does signing Russell Gage say anything about how they feel about Tyler Johnson? Tyler Johnson, last year, rookie out of Minnesota, um, fifth-round pick. There we go, base hit for the Twins, uh, or for the for the Brewers. Uh, what, what would you say to that? Not at all. I think it says they're unsure about Chris Godwin and where he's at in his recovery, you know, more so than anything, because when you lose Gronkowski, you not only lose a talent, but you lose a lot of experience. So if Chris Godwin isn't ready to go early in the season, I mean, you don't want Mike Evans to be your only experienced pass catcher that's been really productive. I know Cameron Braid is there, but, I mean, Tyler Johnson has a better chance of being successful now that Russell Gage is there than I think if he would not have been there. So I just think with a guy like Brady, especially considering they're going to have to be a lot more 11 personnel you know, than in the past because they don't have multiple tight ends now that have played a lot of football. You know, uh, Russell Gage is an addition that's going to help Tyler Johnson. They're still high on him. Yeah, I, I think the Russell Gage acquisition is tremendous. And, and, you know, maybe it does put Tyler Johnson in a better role. Yeah. Um, you know, third year in that system as a as a pro now. His numbers have slowly increased. I'm sure the, the trust factor with Brady is incre- uh, increasing as well. But what? let's just start with – the concerns you have about Tampa. 12-5 mm-hmm. and five last year, or 13-4, beg your pardon. But as you mentioned, kind of laid a, a turd in the ton, uh, punch bowl in, in the playoffs. But you look at this offense, Gronk is gone, a couple key pieces. Kappa goes to uh, goes to the Cincinnati Bengals. And my Ali Marpet retired at 28. What is your biggest concern? Let's just start offensively. What's your biggest concern about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I mean, offensively, I don't really have a grave concern. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there are some areas where they can get better. They can get more explosive. That's why I asked Greg about Rashad White. I think he adds an element to that backfield that Leonard Fournette, who's a really good running back, he's just not the LSU Leonard Fournette where he's a threat to take it the distance. So adding Rashad White, you know, to me enhances the explosiveness that exists there. You know, the offensive line, bringing in Shaq Mason, I think helps a lot. You know, he's familiar with Tom Brady. He's a veteran player. You know, you can kind of manipulate the interior guys. Uh, I wish they had another veteran guard 
you know, to replace Ali Marpet. But if Tristan Wirfs is healthy, you know, uh, Donovan uh, Smith's on the other side. So you have two tackles that have played a lot of football, so they'll be fine. Um, as Greg mentioned, in the playoff game, Tristan Wirth wasn't there. So right. they do not have a swing tackle. So if something was to happen to Wirth or Smith, I mean, that's a really, really serious issue, you know, for the Bucks. But, I mean, offensively, outside of, you know, Brady all of a sudden becoming Drew Brees in his last year where he couldn't throw the ball <laughs> anymore, which we didn't see anything that would make us, you know, think that, you know, I, I don't really have major concerns. You know, even if Godwin isn't healthy to begin the year, you know, they brought in Russell Gage. You know, he had six, 66 catches last year, 770 yards and four touchdowns on a bad team. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll uh, usurp that production, you know, without doubt this year. Once again, I mean, it's just crazy to say it. And, you know, that's why I asked Greg the question that I did because he's going to turn 45 in the start of training camp, Tom mm-hmm. Brady. But last year, if you look at his career, Sean, he had – the second best completion percentage he's ever had, 67.5%. Most passing yards. Now, they played 17 games last year. 5,316, 43 touchdowns. Uh, you know, I think that's second most he's had in his career to the 50-touchdown season and the undefeated regular season uh, season year. I, I don't anticipate any drop-off. I, I know at some point it has to happen, Sean, but I just don't. So there's... For me, there's no concerns, at least at, at the quarterback position, which be, is crazy. Yeah, if you were going to be nitpicky, I guess the only area you might say there's concern is what do they do in the red zone? You know, Grant no caught Gronk. six touchdowns last year. You know, a, a big part of that red zone package. But, I mean, a lot of people don't talk about this. Mike Evans had 14 touchdown catches last year. So, I mean, he doesn't get enough credit for the elite wide receiver. He not only was last year, but has been, you know, throughout his career. I think he's had 1,000 yards in every year. In the National Football League. So they'll be fine on offense. Oh. Uh, oh. What happened? Oh. Rowdy Telez. Deep Morning shot track. to left center. Snagged at the top of the wall. Oh. It's the nightcap here on PC. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Keep it rolling here on the Nightcap alongside Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. We're talking about Sean's former team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tonight, the biggest favorite of any division. In football, they are, depending on where you look, around minus $3 to win the NFC South. By the way, we did get uh, a strikeout from our guy Corbett Burns up to six. Uh, they're in the bottom of the fifth. So hopefully we can get the uh, the bottom of the order to strike out here. And we'll, we'll be in decent shape. You know, asking for 11 strikeouts is yeah. certainly a lot. Meanwhile, I'm getting squeezed in the Astros game. Well, you need a run. Because that was a strikeout. You've got the Astros run line. Right, but that was a strikeout. So it should be – he called it a ball. Mm. We do have two strikes, though, in um, Giants-Brewers. So yeah. maybe we can get another strike out here. That would be tremendous. And Carlos Rodon is likely done for the night. He has 99 pitches. I would I would be surprised if Carlos Rodon came back out. Uh, is this Jock Peterson again? No, this is Brandon Crawford. Okay. Can we get a high fastball? For those that don't know, uh, we had to make a Hail Mary play Hail in Mary. the VEASAN pentathlon. So we took <laughs> – Corbin Burns, 11 or more strikeouts, and the Brewers to win 7-1 to odds. Burns has six. six strikeouts. We're in the bottom of the fifth. One out, one, two count. If we can get a strikeout here. Oh, and yeah, we got man. it. Yes. Woo! Seven strikeouts, bottom yeah. of the fifth. So we need four strikeouts from Burns and the Brewers to win the game. And I think that would put us in first place. I don't know. Because we're, we're, we're minus, it yeah, it put yeah. us in first place. Oh, All right. Oh, that'd be tremendous. Woo. Bow down to the cap. Well, let's, we're not, we're not there yet. I'm just working on how the, how the chorus is going to go. So we're going to come up with like a whole song. The good for news for us, Corbin Burns so far. What we, he's not, he's not high on the, the pitch count. The efficiency on his pitch count is very good. Uh, 70, uh, 70 pitches so far, bottom five. 
Uh, and we got the number nine hole hitter up. So if we can get a strike out of the side here, we'd have seven through five. Man, if he could have got or eight those. through five, excuse hey, me. Man, if he could have got those two, we could have been sitting at nine Ooh. strikeouts right now. Ooh. Nice. All right. Joey Bart at the plate. He looks like a strikeout victim. I agree. Yeah. Mow him down. He's not ready for Corbin Burns. And then we need to figure out how to get some uh, get some runs on the board here in a two one game. So Ooh, we go foul. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, That's a, fine. It's a double. Yeah. If he doesn't strike out. Don't throw him out at second. Ooh, oh, boy. God. McCutcheon's terrible. <laughs> Jesus. She's got her only RBI tonight. Hey, man, look, man. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's let's uh, let's wrap things up on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, you know, we talked about the Saints. Both you and I high on the Saints. Do you think, looking around every other division, is it fair to say the Bucks should be the the biggest favorite of any division in football? Because hmm. you would argue, I guess the argument would be Bills in the AFC East. They're they're close, but they're not as big. Um, the AFC West is certainly more competitive than it's than it's been in recent years. The AFC South. I'd probably say Bills should be bigger favorites than the Bucks over the Dolphins. Yeah, there just... you have it right there. They're minus two. I mean, just because I mean, Jameis Winston, you know, is with the Saints, and the Saints own the Bucks. That's and as Greg right. pointed out, and that's why you and I both like over eight and a half wins for them. Um, Whereas in, in Buffalo, you're dealing with a second year Mac Jones, a third year Tua who still has everything to prove, first and, time and head a coach, second year Zach Wilson. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, ah, all right, we got out of the inning. We got two strikeouts. Out of the inning, got a pop out. So Corbin Burns has seven Ks through five. Giants lead two to one. Carlos Rodon's night is done, not coming back out. So that's good. I'll see if the Brewers can get uh, get on the board there. All right, let's run through some of these props. Tom Brady, let's start with him. The quarterback, the greatest quarterback of all time. Is he the greatest Buccaneer quarterback of all time, Sean? Absolutely. I mean, I- yeah, he's the greatest Buck, greatest Patriot. Maybe greatest NFL. Oh, he's definitely yeah. the greatest NFL. Without question. I'm trying to think who else who else would rival him? Anybody? Josh Freeman? <laughs> Jameis? I mean Brad Johnson? Sean King? You could put us all together. Steve Spurrier? Listen, you could put us all together. Throw Doug, Steve Young, Steve Berg, all those in there. Wouldn't that <laughs> Brady's got that. All right. Uh, he may be the first active player to get put in a ring of honor. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he throws for 5,300 yards again. For so real. let's look at the player props. I mean, I understand the books can't go too crazy because they, they got to recognize that what he did last year was certainly unusual. That's so special. He threw for 5,300 yards last year, Sean. The total at DraftKings for his season total, 4,650. Touchdown passes, 35 and a half. Interceptions. Now, he threw 13 last year. That is a high number for interceptions. Of those three that are up there, what would be your favorite bet, whether it be over or under? Just a reminder, last year, 5,316 t- uh, passing yards, 43 touchdowns, 12 picks. 2020 in Tampa, 4,633 passing yards, 40 touchdowns, and 12 picks. So he's gone 40 or more TD passes the last two years. I'd say the yards. Goes over or under? Over. Just because of the volume. And they don't throw the ball a lot. You know, I don't think they're going to be as good on defense. So I think they're going to be in more fourth quarter games, you know, where they're either trying to win it or, you know, well, they were trying to win it, I guess, is the statement. So, I think passing yards. I mean, what were his attempts in the last two years? His attempts last year, he had 719 attempts. And the year before? Uh, uh, he had, in the year before, 610. So, you know, he jumped up 109. Well, attempts. remember, he played Oh, that's including playoffs? Games. No, 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 no. Oh, uh, extra games. 17 game. games. Right, extra but it's still 100 and something extra attempts. So, he didn't throw the ball 100 and something. He didn't even play the uh, week 17. This past year? Yeah. No, he did. They did? Yeah. The whole game? I uh, thought they sat. He definitely played. Let me pull it up. But, yeah, he, he played and started all 17 games. Um, he did. So they beat the Carolina. No, he threw for 326 yards okay. in that game. All right. Yeah. So I still would take the over in yards. 
Because I think you you got to think they're going to have at least six hundred and fifty to seven hundred attempts. Yeah, I mean, so it's, they're throwing the ball. It's it, not like they got this dominant run game. Like they're not the Colts, right? You know, what do you expect from uh, your guy? Um, and the Astros White. won by one run, of course. The the Arizona State running back that you I like. think he's going to play a big role. You know, again, is he more of a pass catcher? He's so? both. He's athletic. You know, he's so, a young guy. He hadn't played a lot of running back. He doesn't have a lot of wear and tear on his body. You know, he's excellent catching the ball out of the backfield on third downs. He's uh, evasive and elusive. You know, he's got to do two things to gain the trust of the, the team. He's got to be good in pass pro just from an assignment standpoint, and then he can't put the ball on the ground. If he doesn't fumble and he knows his assignments in pass protection, then he's going to play a lot because once he gets the ball in his hands, he's explosive, he's dynamic, and that's something that they have not really had at running back. You know, Ronald Jones was often injured, never could really put it together. You know, from a sustainable standpoint, they mentioned Keyshawn Vaughn. You know, he's been good at times, but he's not the long-term answer. So there's a void, a vacuum there. You know, because I know in a perfect world, they'd love to be comfortable enough with Rashad White that they can take some of the, even more of the load off of Leonard Fournette early in the year. You know, I'm sure that would, would be great for them. And Fournette's getting older. You know, uh, he's reliable. You know what you're going to get with Leonard. You know, but Rashad brings that extra juice. So last year... Tom Brady was the favorite to win MVP for a good chunk of the season. Then at the end of the year, it flipped to Aaron Rodgers, who ultimately won the award. Mm -hmm. Right now, Tom Brady, 8-1 to to win MVP. He This isn't the the Derek Jeter finale type of situation, but he did, you know, announce he was retiring and then came back. I, I have to believe at some point, Sean, if they win the division... And he puts up comparable numbers. He's winning this award. I get that Josh Allen's the favorite, but at some point the voters are going to recognize what we're seeing is so unprecedented. And they might, not to say give him the award, but he'll earn it. I mean, he'll be 45 years old. So if we think he's going to have similar stats and they win the division, there's a good chance he wins MVP. So there's two guys on there that I'm going to bet to win MVP. Okay. Tom Brady, Russell Wilson. Those would be my two bets. Brady, because I think they know he probably should have won it last year. Mm-hmm. And Russell, because Russell's never won it, and they know he probably should have at least won by now. And if he goes and has a big year in Denver, and Denver is top three, four in the league in overall record, and I think Russell's going to have a great amount of momentum from a lot of people, new ownership group you know, in the league. So there'll be a lot of support to kind of give Russell his flowers, you know, while he's still playing and he's in his prime. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shop around. I, I think I might – I have to put something on Tom Brady to, to win MVP. We talked about it last year. We felt like with his numbers and, and that division being down, do you, you're not making the bet. We don't, neither one of us want to lay the minus $3. But do the Bucks win the NFC South this year? Yes. I, yes. I do. I think the Saints can be better. I think the Saints are a playoff team. Uh, but I say the Bucks do win the division. That's Sean King, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer. I'm Tim Murray. It's the nightcap here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today, and you'll get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, NASCAR, whatever you want, we have it. So if you want that full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want at the cost only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now, vcin.com slash summer. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Just wrapped up summer conditioning on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's so crazy to say. We're going to get to updates here uh, in, in baseball here in just a moment. But it's just everything that Tom Brady does, basically since the day he was drafted, right? Six-round pick, 199th overall, looked like, you know, me at the combine, looked unathletic, <laughs> you know, a little pudgy, and now, now he's won seven You're comparing Super yourself Bowl. to Tom Brady? I am, yes. I, I consider myself on the same. You're both foot. white. <laughs> that's where it might end. <laughs> I think that's where the compare. Both our names start with T. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's two. There's two of them. But he's defied logic forever. But the fact that a 45-year-old quarterback, Sean, and we're saying, yeah, he's probably going to throw for over 4,600 yards. And there's not going to be a drop-off after a 5,000-yard season. It's just it's ridiculous. I almost wish he would have not come back from retirement. Just walk off. Because I don't think Can there's I, I don't you? think there's ever been a great quarterback that went out with that kind of season. I'm trying to think when was Elway's last year. Elway's last year was '98. Yeah, so he might because weren't they in the Super Bowl? They won the Super Bowl. Yeah, so, so I don't know what his stats were because like obviously Peyton won the Super Bowl, but yeah, they beat what? Green Bay, right? Yeah, that's when he. Rank. No, they, they was that the Falcons year or I think it was one of those years was the Falcons yeah. and one of the years check out Elway's stats. Oh, well, and, I'm pulling uh, them up right now. Yeah. So in 1998, he missed a couple games. Uh, he completed 59 percent of his passes. Two 2,800. Yes, it wasn't yards. close to Brady's 5,000 no. and and what are you 40 40 what 44 45 touchdowns? Uh, 43. 43. I mean, so I kind of wanted him to just walk away just like that. They beat the Falcons in that Super Bowl. They yeah. beat the helicopter was uh, the year prior okay. when they were uh, beating the uh, Green Bay Packers. Yeah. And they were a massive underdog in that one. They were actually the favorites uh, against the Falcons. So I thought Elway probably was the only one that went out and didn't look old. Mm-hmm. You know? And fortunately for him, I mean, Terrell Davis was just an absolute monster. Now, if Tom comes back and, and, and goes, you know, flirts with 5,000 yards and, and – 
40 touchdowns again, then okay, made the right decision. By the way, I'm going back in the stats right now before people yell at me. I wasn't being negative about Elway. He threw for 336 yards in the in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, that he year. was balling. Oh, yeah. uh, Terrell Davis did run for 100 yards, but. Because um, yeah. they won back to back, right? Yeah. 97 yeah. 98. Yeah, he was balling. Yeah, 97 98 seasons. Yeah. They won both. Of I remember those that picture of him walking off in the sunset. Squeezing a Lombardi trophy like it's about to break it in half. <laughs> he was a pretty darn good player. Um, when you look at the NFC, their odds to win the NFC this year get through. Ah. Ooh, close. After five and a half, two to two. We got it. We tied it up. We tied it up at two. How many strikeouts are we at? Seven. We got Jack Peterson like coming up. Four. Two and two. Be nice. Yep. Um, all right. I just want, yeah, I just want to put a bow on this real quick. So to win the NFC, they are what, seven to one? Oh, we got the odds up right there. Uh Whoa, they're yeah, only I'll say, no way they're three to one. one. Yeah, they're going to be the favorite. Oh, you know, I, mean, what? I thought maybe the right, Rams was, might be. I was looking at this and Is it's a Super Bowl it's stage of elimination. So oh. lose in the Super Bowl would be seven to one. Gotcha. So my mistake there. Uh, they're seven to one to win the Super Bowl. OK, that makes more sense. Um, yeah, I wish I knew if Brady was going to be healthy all year. Because if he doesn't play, I'd take Mr. Playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Did they have odds up the weeks that he was retired? They had to have the futures market must have been Yeah, up. Bucks were yeah. like 25 oh, to know, 1, right? 30. Yeah, we should have oh, just man. jumped on it just in case. Had to know. Had to know he wasn't coming back. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh We were too busy trying to argue with me that Purdue wasn't was gonna <laughs> beat St. Peter's in, in men's basketball. <laughs> you threw you threw away that. We had I had some wins in there, but that was uh, that was the one that torpedoed me. So, bow down to you, sir. Uh, I do think I want to get to this uh, rookie of the year. Speaking of Purdue, so we have a comparison chart for NBA rookie of the year, and you know, as we always say, shop around. So, Paolo. So we've seen a little buyback because Paolo last week was around plus four twenty at stations. So you can find him, Paolo, the number one overall pick down in Orlando at four to one. Chet's highest right now, BetMGM plus three seventy five. Jabari Smith, you can get as high at DraftKings as plus six fifty. Sean, Jaden Ivey with the Pistons, plus six fifty at BetMGM, and then Keegan Murray. Uh, now he wasn't part of the uh, the Iowa contingent that came in, but we we might adopt him. Uh, Nine to one at stations and BetMGM. He's been balling out, by the way. Uh, in summer league, so it's it's you know you look at the NBA rookie of the year market. It's you know you could find some different bets out there. After Jamie and Christian was in here, because I was leaning towards putting a ticket in on Palo, mm-hmm. and I still I'm still intrigued by it. I think Jaden Ivy. I think the situation he walks into is intriguing to me. I know the shooting is not there, but his athleticism is. He's as of of all of these guys, his athleticism is is above and beyond all the other four. Now, look, I'm not saying Paolo or Chet or Jabari Smith are going to be chumps. I just think the, I think Dwayne Casey's going to just let these young guys go, right? Let them make their mistakes. I think his assist numbers are going to be up. I think he's you know going to get to the bucket quite often. I think at plus six fifty, I'm intrigued by Jaden Ivy to win Rookie of the Year. I wouldn't talk you out of that. I wouldn't bet it, but I wouldn't talk you out Because I, I just think, as we talked about with Jamie, get out of play, get out of play, get out of play. Uh, as we talked to Jamie about it, the more, you know, thinking back, and he played poorly. I'm not giving him a, you know, a pass on the St. Peter's game. He didn't play well. But I felt like the system that Purdue ran was not in uh, the best to accentuate Jaden Ivey. Well, if Jaden Ivey played at Iowa and they were just running. Right. Man, I mean, well, ooh. the college game in general – you know, a guy that's athletic like him, you can clog the lane. There's no defensive three seconds. So it's a different kind of game. You know, I still am hesitant. I wouldn't bet him just because I don't know if that jump shot is going to allow him to really utilize his athleticism and as much as he, he that's could. You know, plus I think Chet Holmgren's really good. Mm-hmm. And I think Paolo Bencaro is really good. <laughs> Paolo. You know, I, either, look. I don't know that Keegan has a chance. 
just because they have they got some, a lot of guards yeah, up there. Yeah, you they know, got a lot of guards. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox is there. Uh, I mean, he's playing really well in summer league, but none of the you know De'Aaron yeah. Fox is not playing. Obviously, you know Davion Mitchell. Um, yeah, they, yeah. I, I mean, I, Chet's gonna be a highlight guy. Von Carroll's gonna get the volume. So to me, Ivy he'll get highlights, but his efficiency would have to be, you know, pretty high in my opinion. And we got a strikeout too. Yes. Strikeout number eight. For so I've got, I've got a question because there are two, two contestants in the Visa Pentathlon. One of them has Burns 9Ks and Brewers win, and we have Burns 11 or more Ks and Brewers win. What was the difference in the odds? Uh, follow the, so follow Why did we decide to go up the two extra strikeouts? So we, need, we are not in great shape. Follow the money was in a little better shape. Okay. And we went we went for it. We went big game. All right. Follow the money is the one that went nine strikeouts, Brewers win. Okay. And that is plus 220. We oh, are okay. 11 strikeouts yeah, yeah, win yeah. plus 700. Yeah. Plus 220 wouldn't even got us off the red. No. I think, what are we sitting at? Minus 248. Oh. Oh. That's good. Uh, uh, we need him more. Oh, uh, my God. He's slow. Great play. I was like, Aaron running the first base. All Good right, so uh, we're bottom six. Corbin Burns has 81 pitches right now. He just got hit on the yeah, foot. Yeah, that's not good. No, he's good. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. he's country strong. He's yeah. good. He's staying in. All right. Don't even don't even think about it. I actually it. wanted the guy to be safe. I know, so did I. Yeah. Ooh, that hit him right on the ankle. Um. Oh, that would have been a tragic way for us and follow the money. Oh, he, he's <laughs> that eight strikeouts, tragic. bottom of the six, and yeah, he comes out of the gate. That would have been tragic. Oh, man. Uh, the old one six three put out there yeah. on a deflected grounder. I hope that doesn't impact how long they're going to keep him in the game either. All right, Brandon Belt at the plate. We got to get this strikeout. Big, Come on, big, 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 big at bat here. We need this ninth strikeout to, uh, to have a shot. Good pitch, good pitch. All right. Talk to Matt Humans on the other side. His uh, thoughts on the British Open first round and any bets for the second round. That's next. This summer, the VEASAN experts have betting coverage and insights you need to cash in on every sport. And right now, for a limited time, you can get access to everything we have to offer for only $19. Our experts are looking at football futures, along with daily coverage of baseball, daily coverage of baseball, daily coverage of baseball, daily coverage of baseball. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.